Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, welcome to the uh, Three Amigos chatting about football. Before we do go on, just to say that these uh, anything expressed are the views of the three and are not endorsed by Whitstable Town Football Club. Right, I'm going to start it off because uh, I think I'd like to talk about one of the most interesting things that I think has gone on this week, and that's the ridiculous £40,000 fine for Dover Athletic. What do, what do you feel about that, boys? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, personally, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think that the fine is ridiculous. Something has to be done because, to an effect, I think it could be seen that they're gaining an advantage by not playing. Yeah. Other clubs are playing on, and that's costing them to pay, to play. But I think to find them is ridiculous in the current circumstances. They should be demoted down to National South. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, they've uh, they've done the they've done the twelve points, which in some measure is the way it should work. You quite rightly say as well. I'm not a fan of the points deduction either. Really, it, I think it should just be a straight demotion, and that's that. The the points deduction. I mean, you've got a club that's probably got no money, and come next season they're going to start a minus twelve points with no money. It's like it's like a, a delayed relegation. It's going to be really tough for them to get out of that. So just relegate them now, and it evens up the division. The division's got, I think, um, they're a team short anyway. We'll make them two teams short. So leaving it out, and it's, tw- it's just straight twenty-two teams then, yeah. which I think is the same as uh, National North and South. I can see the logic in what you're saying. I just think it's ridiculous for the the FA to slap a forty thousand pound fine on a club that's already. You know, in the public domain, is saying that they they're short of money. What yeah. good does that do? It's just ridiculous. That yeah. just like drives a knife straight into them. I understand that they need to go through the process. You know, there's league rules. They need yes. to go through the process of um of of sanctioning them. But it doesn't have to be a financial sanction. Mm-hmm. And equally ridiculous is the clubs that have been fined who missed games earlier. So you've got clubs in the national north and south that have got fines. I think Dudley Hamlet got about eight grand fine. Eight grand, yeah, that's right. But it's now null and void. So they've been fined for playing games, or, or for not playing games that have never happened, that didn't exist anymore. So that's it's all null and void. So how can you find them for <laughs> for those games? Well, there's it's just crazy. A, there's bound to be a legal challenge on that basis. And reading the comments. Jim Palmer sort of reckons that he's not going to pay the fine. So what will happen? No, that's it. I don't. I don't think any of the. Don't think any of the clubs should pay their fines. No. They're, aren't they going to? They're going to try and do a vote of no confidence in the league. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's not really. It's not surprising, is it, that they feel that way? No, mind you. To be honest, I don't think any of the leagues have covered themselves in glory the way that it's been handled. Misinformation, stop starts. Nobody knows. I know. I know they can only. They turn around and say. It's the government that are advising us. We're only working yeah. to the government. It uh, is difficult. And that's their fallback. And it is difficult. I appreciate that. I mean, it's crazy that some leagues are going forward and others aren't. It's just madness. Yeah. I've got a lot of sympathy for leagues because, you know, it, it is a lot of it is you don't really know what the information that's going to come out from the government. And to be fair, non-league football isn't top of the government's list. 
of things to be concerned about, much as we might love it. <laughs> it's not it's not a major thing. But I just think the National League have, have not they've not led, they've not given direction as 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 much as they should have. When they're trying to claim to be elite and professional, well, they haven't looked anything like that. I think, I think they've had their arm twisted by the clubs too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, whilst got a lot of sympathy with the clubs, I think that's part of the problem because the clubs are just their own self-interest. Yeah, it's true. Um, but what but, I'd which always is say, Steve, how it is. Well, they always talk about from the ground up, but when these decisions are made, it's from the top down. That's what yeah. gets me. It, it doesn't affect the big boys. It never does. But right. when they voted about whether the, when they voted whether we we're carrying on or not, all the teams at the top vote to carry on, and the teams at the bottom vote to stop. Yeah. Well, that's just that's <laughs> natural, just, isn't it? Not, of course it is. It's finance. Then that's why you don't come out with the proper result. The, the league need to have led. It's their league. Yeah. They 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 should make the decision as to what they do. And and I just think it. I think it was crazy the bit where North and South National North and South were considered elite. They're not elite. They're not elite. No. They should never have started again. They should have been suspended like we were. So. I think that's what got a lot of people's backs up as well. Treating them so different to everyone else, it was almost, yeah. well, you don't matter. You don't matter. Yeah. I know they've got to draw a line, but if they draw the line at the academy level and, and uh, let's say, Sunday football, that's fine. But to class yeah. us in with the rest, I thought it was just, just well, disrespectful. The National League, the top division, are almost saying we're not part of non-league anymore. We're professional. Are they? I mean, they, there was a time when people moaned that there were too many professional clubs. Yeah, too true. But now, by default, rather than there being 92, there's 115 or whatever. I mean, and most of them are full-time. Some are a couple of part-time. But, I just, yeah, at, at the start of it, the FA said that, you know, they'll treat all non-league the same from step one downwards. That just soon changed when the clubs in the National League flexed their muscles. And, yes. And it, started, it sort of all fell apart from there on. <laughs> so... Mr. Tennant, you've been very quiet on this subject. Have you got a comment? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dozed off. I was just like, uh, you know. Uh, not dozed <laughs> off. You've been sat there for the last 10 minutes with your eyes closed. He's, he's, just, drunk, <laughs> he's just drunk his third coffee. <laughs> yeah, where do you uh, sit on this? I, I, I just basically think if a team hasn't fulfilled their fixtures, then they should basically automatically get relegated. They don't need to have a fine. Dover are not going to fulfill their fixtures. They're now 0-0. Zero, zero, just relegate them, forget the fine, and, and move on and leave it at that. That's how I see it. Let me make this point to you then. What about if you had five teams like that did that and then they relegated them? What would what would happen then? How would how would the leagues then balance up? Well, they would have to sort something out. You know, they, they promote five or only have twenty in, you know, in a league for the following year. But I think if a team don't fulfil their fixtures because of financial problems, which is I think in this the case is the case with Dover, they didn't have the money to pay and they had to furlough their players, then then they've obviously cut their cloth too too finely or whatever like and you know get the consequences. So in in, in my view, uh, they're not fulfilled their fixtures, then they need to be relegated. And that's just uh, yes, they are it anyone, you know, but but I, no forty that I, I think you know. you're spot on. They have to be they should be relegated you know, because it's a financial thing and putting coronavirus aside, say next season, season after, a team says, oh we're in financial trouble we're not going to complete our season. What, what's the difference? It's purely about finance, not about, you know, put coronavirus aside. You've got, to, you've got to treat them that they fail to fulfil the fixtures. They're in the league to play the league. They've said, no, we can't do it. They should be relegated. And I think their fans accept that that should be the case. And, I don't, and from a financial point of view, surely to come down a division 
would be of um, help to them? I think from an emotional point of view, I find it very hard, but I can see yeah. the sense in what you're saying. I yeah. really can. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, any team can get into financial problems and or is that now just, would that now just be a reason we're in financial trouble, nobody's given us any help, we're going to stop playing so that the club doesn't go bust? Well, there's got to be a consequence, hasn't there? Yeah, there has, definitely. But a financial consequence is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well, I think we put that one to bed. Uh, Richard, what's uh, what's your subject for this evening? Uh, well, mine would be a sort of revolutionary um, rule change, slight rule change. It has happened in the past, and I remember, I think it happened in non-league football a few years ago. Here we go. But... They, they do it in rugby, and I'm just thinking maybe they should try something like bonus point system for scoring a certain amount of goals. So if you were to, say, score four goals at home, you get a bonus point, and if you used to score three goals away, you get a bonus point. Something along them lines. I mean, they do it in rugby. You know, if you score four tries, you get an extra bonus point. Does it work? I just think something like that may encourage more attacking football. Does that still apply yeah. whether you've won the game or not? Uh, yeah, you still get a bonus point if you lose. Okay. So if you, if you was to say, if, if you used to say, if you were to draw three all away from home, basically you would get an extra bonus point for scoring three goals. So you get, you know, and if you did it for three goals instead of four goals, say, then you would get two points. But it, it just would encourage more attacking football. I feel if okay. if a team's if a team's two 0 up with ten minutes to go. The chances are they're going to pit a pat around with a ball and pass it around and, and you know, go to the corner flag and, and whatever and just to take their point. Three points. I'm just thinking that if you had that little added incentive, right, if you score three goals, you get an extra point, then they, it it might bring them out a bit more. All right, but they go three nil up, then they're still going to pit a pat around. I think the idea is to get teams to be a bit more aggressive, like attacking-wise, you know? Gotcha. You could be... Six, you could be 6-2 down away from home. If you're the away team, you might still press for an, for an extra goal. I understand where you're coming from now. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, it's just that they, they do it in rugby. And I think, well, you know, why not why not do it in football? Similar thing in rugby they do with the sin bin, don't they, with the players, where if someone gets booked, they go off the field for 10 minutes. Well, I think they do that in level five, is it, they do that? Skeffel got it, yeah. yeah. I definitely think there's some... Mind you, it's a funny one that... Um, that sim bin. Whenever I've seen a scaffold game, the only time I've seen the sim bin used is after the 80th minute, when they stick the bloke in the sim bin for 10 minutes and he, he ain't coming back. So <laughs> it's like being sent off. But they never seem to use it before then. I, I, perhaps it's just the games I've seen, but <laughs> it seems weird. I like it as I an idea. I like the sim bin. For, for, yeah. It's purely for um, discipline, for it, you know, having to go at the ref in it. It's not a bad idea, Richard. I think there's. Uh... There's some mileage in that for sure. Leave wow. it at rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it at rugby. <laughs> it reminds me of when I when I first I played when I was a lad, I played in a five-a-side tournament and it really confused me because it was three points for a goal and one for a corner. And oh, <laughs> and that I, that was too much for me. There's obviously why I play badly in the tournament. <laughs> Score a goal from a corner and you get four points. Is that yes, it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh. I'm, I'm a, I've got it. With Rich's idea, I understand where he's coming from, but I'm too much of a traditionalist for that. I that that his idea can go in the sim bin. It can go in the sim. Yeah, but what? <laughs> what? Yeah, what about if I'd said to you five years ago about VAR? What would you have said then? You probably I'd still have, say the same thing. I'd say the same thing as I say now. It's a load of. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand far. No, me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm not with that at all. 
Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Richard, so two, two to one. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Stevie, <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's your subject for this evening? I was, uh, the, the non-league pyramid is, is, does it work the way that the FA have, the FA are desperate to have a pure pyramid. One division, two divisions, four divisions, eight divisions, 16 divisions. And I think they've taken the word pyramid too literally. And it sort of goes back to your original one with the National League and they, they think they're professional and, and such. I think all non-league should be regional. I don't think there should be a national, a national division. That's for professional football for me. And much like in Germany, Germany's very regionalised. And I was reading the other day, I think there's something like 2,000, something like 2,000 divisions, you know, in all football, every foot, you know, if you sort of included Canterbury and District League here, um, that sort of thing. You can go promotion from the very bottom level all the way up. Every division is linked with promotion and relegation. It sort of stops in this country when you get to Kent County League. It's not a, a definite promotion, I don't think. And then below that, it certainly isn't really, a, you know, if you was like Canterbury and District League to Kent County. But I would have at the top, I wouldn't have one, one non-league division, the National League. I'd have three regional divisions and it all cascade down from there. For me, I, I so think it, you could you could go back if you look at the old professional league years ago. I mean, like um, you had a division three north and a division three south. Yeah. So you why not go Premier League Championship? Then you got uh, say then the uh, League One North, League One South. Yeah. I don't I mean, think, that, Yeah, I wouldn't regionalise it that way up. I understand if you're a professional club, I I can see that if you're a professional, you should be playing. You know, if you feel that you can run a professional club. Play, play, play a national league, nationwide league. But I just think once you get down to non-league, where you're sort of semi-pro, I think re more regionalisation will help. Less travelling. It is a big jump from each level at the moment, and I just think it it would it would support a, a better structure. Does league stand at the moment? Where would be your cut-off point for going professional and, as you say, national instead of regional? Well, personally, I'd, I'd from the football league, I'd. I'd Division two, League two, or whatever they want to call it. I'd call it Division four because I'm an old fart, but that should be the last national division. As soon as you get to non league, to me, it should be regionalised. Because, um, like Rich says, you used to have Division three was north and south in the old days, and they still talk about doing that to lessen the costs. Yes. Well, why are they talking about doing that when we've got in non league football uh, a nationwide division? Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, it's crazy. Um, well, this, 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 see, where my, where my with this would be like, so you've got League League One North, League One South. Literally, right the way through from there, you could have a, a National League, sort of two lots of National League South and two lots of National League North, like you say, in a pyramid system, which yeah. would, and, and then cascade it right the way down. So in a way, you're cascading, you got South and you got North. So all those teams are only ever played teams in the South or teams in the North until they actually get to the Championship. Yeah. That's how I would see it. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, a bit more regionalisation, you know, tra travelling is probably one of the, the biggest bugbears and expense. I was reading something earlier where the a club moaning at where they're likely to get put with, with the change around going at the moment. They're sort of in the uh, combined counties at the moment, and it looks like they might end up in Scaffold 1 and saying, well, you know, rather than having six local games, they're going to end up travelling to Lyd. It is one of the biggest bugbears. So I think more regionalisation wouldn't wouldn't hurt. And I'd throw in a bit more playoffs into it. You know, the Skeffle's got 
in normal times, you know, the last with re, re, reorganisation, there's probably two teams will come up. Normally, it's just one, but I'd have a bit of you know one definite coming up and then a playoff to keep more teams interested. I think one of the you know, although I'm a bit of a traditionalist, playoffs is one of the things that has really worked. I think. Yes, I agree. Um, in keeping more clubs with something to play for yes, for the season. So. Yeah, and take it down to position five. So you've got first yeah, is automatic promotion from two, three, and four and five. They they play off for the second spot. Yeah, yeah, that makes. I, I think I think I think the Rymans have got that right though. Where if you come second, you play your two games at home. It's none of this sort of travelling to Wembley or going to a big day out. And I think they could actually incorporate that in the uh, in the championship down from there. I mean, you know, if you finish second in the league, you got to play a home and away against the team. Oh, sorry, third in the league in, in the championship. You got to play a home and away against the team that's finished six. So yeah. to me, why not to say, well, if you finish third, you you get all your games at home and, and sort the trip to Wembley, you know? Yeah, but yeah, it should. I mean, play yeah, it, it, two legs, should there? It should be one game. Yeah, you know, it's almost a cup, isn't it? So, well, it should be one game. The team that finished higher in the league should be having a home advantage. I mean, you're not being, you know, if you get these teams to get to Wembley, if you set the championship, you can finish sixth in the league. You get to Wembley and you win it, and you end up with a big trophy. Yet the team that comes second that got promoted, they don't get a trophy. No. So no. why not just have? So why not just have? You know, the team. So if we take Ryman's for example, and Ryman's have got it spot on. If you finish second, you play the team that finishes fifth, and you get the home advantage. Simple as. Yeah. Whoever finishes higher up the league gets a home advantage. So you know? yeah. third place, fourth, and so on. So yeah. 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 I think yeah. That's, 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 that's how it works in the Ryman's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at our level, to be honest, because we are so. Well, I wouldn't say regionalised. Well, it is. It's a pretty tight, tight knit league, really. Um, we're we're lucky down in the southeast because there's so many clubs, London and around. Yes. The actual distance we have to travel, although you've got Chichester, it's not that great. You look at some of the divisions up north and to the west; they've got massive distances. I know. That they I know. To, uh, have to travel, um, and it's a bit ridiculous, really. I know it sounds but like that... I'm going to plug Belmont banter, but a few of the boys that I've been speaking to, the old timers. The amount of times I've heard him say winning promotion or go joining a club which was in the old Southern League, they didn't want it because they weren't getting home till one o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. Oh, in those days, it was because the Ishmian and the Southern League had like the same footprint, really, didn't they? Yes. And so you could, Canterbury used to play Merthyr Tidville, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. At one point. Yeah. It's just, and that's like one step up. Sort of, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's got, it has got a lot better in that respect. Yes. Um, but I, I, yeah, just feel there's a little bit more work to do. Well, too. I, I mean, if, if you look, at, if you look in the division above, I think the uh, what was it, Walton Casuals and Met Police, I think were the two examples, weren't they? They got shifted out of the Ismian League and dumped it in the Southern League, didn't they? On the, on the yeah. basically right on the borderline, didn't they? If it, yeah. I think it's like something like uh, Mersham stayed, and Walton Casuals and Met Police had to go, and they and the Walton Casuals were like playing down in. Cinderford and like you say, Merva Tiffield, they 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 it was that much on the line, but they had to go all the way west, you know. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, they have to go down to Truro, isn't that one of them? They yeah. To, uh, to, yeah. There, there was that if you remember a couple of years ago, they were like, you know, with, with the uh, was it called it Isbian League Southeast now, and they did actually make it three divisions. But when it was two divisions, there was that time that was gonna make us <clears throat> sort of north and south, it was gonna be east and west, wasn't it? Yes. And remember, yeah. they, they were thinking of putting us in with Essex, weren't they? If you remember rightly, you know. Look at the madness. When we get the when we get the lower Thames crossing, that'll be a, that'll be viable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
maybe we'll off to, off to Essex. I'm looking forward to it. In the, in, you know, in the Ryman North. I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Absolute madness. Yeah, they have sensibly used the Thames as like a, a, a line where yes. you either play in the South or play in the North, haven't they? So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. It's taken some time. Taken some time. Get that Thames crossing built, and we're off on a day trip to South End. I yeah, can't that'd wait. Be fun. That'd be fun. I, I think I think I think Tony, they, they were doing it like the old as the old crow flies, mate. I mean, I'm just sidetracking here from work a few a few years ago. Like when um, I had to take some, uh, they gave me a, a shop to look after, look after the keys of the shop, and uh, it was lays down, right? And they said to me, "Oh, you can look up the keys are lays down. Um, you're only twenty mile away from it." Oh, I yes. said, no, no, I'm only eight, eight miles. I'm only eight, eight, sorry, beg your pardon. I'm only eight miles away from Laysdown, but I was 20 miles away from Sheerness. I went, yeah, I'm only eight miles away if I've got a boat. I said to them, I said, it's about 40 miles by car. Right? And they, they said, no, we got it. We got it on that map. You're only eight miles away. And, and this is the thing. I mean, I had to convince them that, yeah, it's eight miles if I if I took a boat. It's crazy. I said, do you do realise when you... When you look at your map, there's this big blue bit. I said, you do know what that is, don't you? You know, and they were, well, what, what, what do you mean? And I'm sure they did that with with, with the Ismail League North, didn't they? But he'd say, look at Thames Speed. Oh, you yeah. know, it's they're, they're somewhere up there. They'll do, also, you know, and it, that's it. All right, let's, um, yeah. let's throw something at you then, because I've got something to talk about. It's only lighthearted. It's April Fool's Day today. Now, do you both remember a good long while ago now when uh, the good old Wichita Times, when they were... Uh, a standalone newspaper and doing the business and supporting our club, I must say, fantastically. Um, and they did a spoof about the uh, new development of the ground. And uh, they put this picture, they mocked up a picture and put it, superimposed it over to the, over the Belmont. And it was like a 40,000 capacity stadium <laughs> with all okay. the business and everything else. Now, the funny bit, th bit about this was I was involved at the time as the press officer. And I'm walking down Whitstable High Street and I hear this voice across the road. Hey, Rousey, Rousey, come here. Dave McFall. I said, Dave, what is it, mate? Now then, I, I don't understand, he said. Why didn't you tell me? I said, tell you what, Dave. He said, all this going on at the club and I even at last to know. I said, what's <laughs> going on at the club, Dave? He said, I've got the paper. He said, this, where's the money come from? A 40,000 uh, 40, seater stadium going in the Belmont. Well, how's, how's Bruce, Bruce going to get to the ground, he said. <laughs> backs onto the ground and he would yeah. not have it that it was a spoof and i said <laughs> dave dave it's a wind-up it's april fool i don't care about that he said just i want to know what you didn't tell me <laughs> he would not leave it alone it was it was so funny good luck it, it was a good it was a good character dame before i had to borrow him plenty of times from the betting shop but like uh he was he was a character love he was a lovely man i'd say you know good rest his soul really nice fella well, apart, apart if he bets a losing favourite. Oh, he <laughs> didn't like it then, did he? Yeah. I, um, no. I, I, I thought you were sort of talking about the uh, the uh, April Fool's spoof that was in the paper. There's a picture of Mark Wyver actually buying a pint. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, He's bought me one in the past. Bloody hell. Pint that of must water. have been April Fool's Day in tone. <laughs> pint of water, yeah. <laughs> It's that he, yeah. he's vowed never to swear again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give that to eight or twelve. That that might be. Mark, Mark and I have a very strange relationship, and it's a bit weird, really. But every time he sees me, he just abuses me. 
and I'll get on really well with him. You know, I'll be I'll be in the clubhouse, and he'll come over and he'll give me all sorts of foul language, and he'll go, oh, go away. He won't actually say go away. You know what he'll say, and yeah. I just laugh it off. And then he comes up to me and gives me a cuddle arm around the shoulder. Oh, you too. And do you know what? He's been brilliant over helping me find people for the podcast. He's, he's got he's got a lot of contacts. He's he has, got he's, a uh, lot of contacts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's good for that. And I've, I've thanked him various times and said thanks very much. And it was a funny one. Um, you're talking about Dave McFall. There's a funny, funny one about uh, Dave McFall. I've done an interview with uh, Jerry Allen. And Jerry Allen was telling the story that he came down from Newcastle. It's, you, you, when, when it comes out, you've got to listen to it because it's brilliant. He comes to Whitstable uh, for various reasons. And uh, the very first pub he comes into, goes into, is the Naval Reserve. So the very first person in Whitstable that he ever spoke to was Dave McFall. Okay. <laughs> the second was Stevie Selwood. So he said, Dave had me in the, in the pub and Stevie had me in the betting shop. <laughs> yeah, the character he was. Oh, well. Yeah, quite good fun this evening. Well done, you two. Have you got? Did you see, talking about April Fools? Did you see the one? Um, I saw one on Twitter earlier. Uh, well, this morning, uh, where it said uh, uh, the Thanet Way was going to become a toll road. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Yeah. I knew it was an April Fool because if uh, if Thanet turned into an island again, we'd uh, pull up the drawbridge. <laughs> Well, I think that's a note we better leave it on then. <laughs> well done again, you two. Just a bit of fun. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening. And I do appreciate you giving the, all the support and all the nice comments that are coming through regarding uh, Belmont Banters. Much appreciated. It uh, encourages us to do more. So we'll see you all, all again soon, everyone. Thanks very much. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Say yeah, good night, you two. Bye now. Yeah, good night. Good night, all. Good night, all. Cheers. Stay safe. I do hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any uh, comments or questions, can you send your questions to questions at whitstabletownfc.club? That's questions at whitstabletownfc.club. And thank you very much for listening. Cheers now. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.